orgasmic enlightenment where the sexual and spiritual come together. I'm Kim Anami and I'm a holistic sex and relationship coach and a vaginal weightlifter. In this show, we explore all things intimate. I believe that our sexual energy is life force, creative energy, and we can use it to shape our worlds, strengthen our relationships, and self-actualize. I blend the most avant-garde information from neuroscience, ancient sexual practices like Tantra and Taoism, to renegade wellness modalities to show you how to create gourmet sex in your lives. Come one, come all. How to surrender and open sexually. What is surrender and why is it so important in our sexual journey? Surrender is a concept that I talk about a lot in my work and it can seem rather ethereal or even misunderstood so I wanted to take some time to unpack it and promote it as a revolutionary tool both sexually and spiritually. I often say that the thing that elevates our sexual experiences, that separates the wheat from the chaff, that takes us from junk food sex into the transcendent, life-changing world of gourmet sex is surrender. So let's use this gourmet sex and junk food sex analogy as our entry points here. We often think of junk food sex, or I often do, I coin these terms, as casual, even addictive sex or sexual habits like porn or the realm of one night stands. We can also find junk food caliber sex in long-term relationships, and we often do. So it's not about who we are having sex with, but how we are having sex. With casual sex, the name of the game is to keep things distant and not get too involved or attached deeply. In order to do this, you would consciously not open yourself too much. You would try not to emotionally bond with that person. You would place certain restrictions and boundaries on your interactions and on your emotional self to prevent you from becoming too close. You dip a toe or maybe even a foot into the pool instead of diving in with your whole body and self. In longer term relationships where a couple has years and decades of unresolved stuff between them, all of that residue lingers in the ethers. It lives in their beds and their bodies as lumps and bumps and growths, all of the things that we have tried not to look at but they take up space nonetheless. So because of all of these past hurts and unresolved issues, actions that have not been looked at or forgiven, we hold ourselves back from opening too much. Just like in a very casual situation, we might show up with our bodies, but even our bodies may not perform for us. They show up in truth instead, which means that they aren't open. They aren't trusting. They don't feel safe. A woman's vagina might be tight or having sex might be painful. They don't lubricate naturally and her libido feels low. A man might ejaculate prematurely or he won't achieve solid erections at all because now the body has been enlisted in our barrier building. It protects us from going too deep, from opening up again and getting too close, from exposing ourselves. So now let's go to the other side of the spectrum. In a gore 
our May sex situation, we show up. Mind, emotions, body, and spirit. We risk. We dare to open our hearts, our minds, to trust, to be vulnerable, and to let someone in. The path to surrender is a whole journey in itself. To be able to get to the place where we can open ourselves up and to let go means that we have to be able to trust. And the big question I always ask when we're talking about surrender and trust is, if I fall, will you catch me? And so I break it down to three dimensions of surrender. The surrender to ourselves with our partner and the universe at large. So if we pose this question in all of these areas, if I fall, can I catch myself and put myself back together? So in this context, if I open myself up totally and completely and hold nothing back until I am shattered and cracked into a million pieces, can I put myself back together? Do I have the skills and trust myself that I have the skills to pull myself up, reassemble, and be reborn better than ever like the phoenix? And then the next area, if I fall, will you catch me? So is your partner trustworthy? Are they interested in taking the journey into deep, cataclysmic, conscious, transformative sex with you? Do they welcome all the range of your emotional and sexual expression and hold that container for you. And then the next level is if I fall, do I trust that the universe will support me? So do you trust that life has your back? Do you have a spiritual understanding or relationship with the world, with the universe? And do you see life as an adventure where you are here to learn how to love? Do you believe that things happen to you or for you? Like my wonderful colleague, Haley Brogan says, the only pathology is victim consciousness. So when you have a relationship with life at large, it feels like it's on your side, that it's a benevolent presence. And this is such a different feeling than why are these things always happening to me? So there's a big difference there. You look at life as a friendly entity or this presence that's on your side. You have a positive, even intimate relationship with it, or it's always out to get you, right? These are very different mindsets and they're all connected to this idea of where and how much we trust and open and surrender. So then we have where the spiritual and sexual come together, my favorite place, right? Like the parallels between sex and spirituality are massive for me. I always say that my two favorite things are sex and God. Why? Because both of them take you to glorious, otherworldly, transcendent places. They are consciousness-altering, self-actualizing, and when you really open up to them, put you into profound bliss and ecstasy where you're feeling totally connected to and at one with the universe. Yeah all that. <laughs> Deep sex is a spiritual experience to me. And we even use the same vocabulary when we talk about it, or at least I do, the way that we describe peak sexual experiences, the rapture, the ecstasy, the flow, and the synergy that comes when you have these high-level feelings and 
sensations and to me their spiritual openings. So the ancient knowledge and teachings about sexuality in traditions like Tantra and Taoism talk about using our sexual energy as a springboard to enlightenment, that this ultra potent energy can actually fuel our spiritual journey. And it is in fact synonymous with it. So let's talk about the pathways to surrender. Some of the ones I recommend and teach are self-knowledge, right? So this would, for a woman, be revolving around things like yoni massage and self-pleasuring and exploration using a jade egg. All of these things help you to remove the mystery and the fear that places a wedge between your body and yourself or your consciousness. And your vagina truly is the gateway. All of the negative sexual messaging that we receive blocks the truth of the body and our genitals specifically as being portals to other dimensions of consciousness, which is what they are. And so until we connect with those things, it's really difficult to have a deep understanding and love of ourselves and therefore trust of ourselves. Another wonderful tool would be cervical orgasm. So this one is a catch 22 or an orgasm 22. (laughs) The more vaginal orgasms you have, G-spot and especially cervical, you are rewiring your nervous system for bliss, depth, transformation, adaptability, and openness as a way of life. But haha, you have to get there first. (laughs) So all of the work I do in my salons is about clearing the pathways to pleasure and teaching you how to dare to open yourself. This is the true work to get to these orgasms. If you build it, they will come. I have other in-depth podcasts and YouTube videos about cervical orgasms and G-spot orgasms you can listen to, and my Well-Fucked Woman online salon is all about this. Then you have daily practices that help to open you. For example, yoga. I mean, any type of exercise or activity that helps you to open up and relax and relinquish control that softens you in some way and helps you to find your flow, all of these things condition you, they train you to surrender. So yoga is a great example of this. And there are actually classes you can attend called flow yoga, which are all about making the entire 90 minutes and series of poses, a dance and a flow. And some women might find this energy in dancing or in nature. So the more that you weave these activities into your life, you are helping yourself to shift internally and orient more to this place of trust and openness. So BDSM is also a very powerful tool. And this was something that I got into pre Fifty Shades of Grey. But, you know, there's a reason why that book was, what, the most popular book in the world? Why 200 million, 300 million? I don't know how many women were collectively all gushing and lubricating and orgasming to this book. So the archetypal themes in this book were all about the exploration 
generation of feminine and masculine energy and how these play out in our intimate relationships. And they, the whole practice of BDSM is exaggerating those archetypes, right? So this idea of surrender and control. And that's what happened in the movie. They really exaggerated the masculine and the feminine. If we look at feminine, energy is more receptive, flowy, surrendered, like the archetype of those qualities. And masculine energy is more like assertive, going out there and getting things done. These characters were embodied versions of those and epitomized that, right? And that's where we find the most sexual spark, like in relationships that have gone into a buddy-buddy place and they're very neutral. There's no risk. There's no reward. There's no chemistry. chemistry. There's no true chance taking in terms of revealing yourself and becoming vulnerable there's no spark, there's no chemistry, there's no interest there sexually. And so that relationship really epitomized that in that story. So conscious use of BDSM is an extremely powerful way to play with these energies. And so this is what I talk about and teach in my Well-Fucked Woman Salon is how to use experiences like this as a way to bring out the energies of surrender in the woman and more masculine power in the man. And you can always switch these roles back and forth but typically you know women are struggling to connect with more of their surrender energy in our modern culture and men with more of their dominant masculine energy so bdsm is a wonderful tool for that and then i would say moment to moment awareness so when i first became conscious of wanting to cultivate surrender, I used this idea as a daily mantra to remind myself. So if I found myself in, let's say, a situation where things didn't seem to be going my way, I would tell myself to relax and to open and surrender. And when I did that, I would switch out of my agitation, turn off my mind and step aside with the little self. And that is the whole concept spiritually of the little self stepping aside so that more divine flow or energy, spirit, God, the universe, whatever you want to call it, can step in. And we align ourselves with that flow. And that's exactly what I've learned to do more and more. I'd say this is a lifelong journey, right? That is really the quest of self-realization or God-realization where we connect with this larger, more expansive energy. So for me, then surrender became a, a habit and a default, that checking in process to ensure that I'm, you know, there's a phrase, thy will, not my will be done. And will is often you know, attributed to more of a headstrong mental idea, refusing to grip, you know, to let go of a grip of control. Um, not that having will is a negative thing, but I guess there's a, you know, in spiritual circles talking about the difference between overexertion of will or really holding on to something rather than trying to see the signs and messages that life is giving us, right? Is this a positive direction for us or not? <laughs> All right, so 
We're going to go even deeper into the exploration of surrender with this week's all-star, Selvi. So Selvi is a doctor who evolved out of her allopathic training into the more holistic world. She took my well-fucked woman salon and she has made massive changes in her life, including her career, but also leaving a marriage, moving, transitioning from clitoral to vaginal orgasms, quite an accomplishment, embarking on her whole new dating life and she navigated through all of these changes with her newly acquired ability to surrender well fucked all stars welcome selvi it's fabulous to have you thanks so much kim it's a pleasure to be here so let's kick it off with what does surrender mean to you and did that change with you before doing the well-fucked woman as in what your perceived idea of surrender was versus after because many people think of surrender as being weak and submissive but it's much more than that so what does it mean to you now and did that change Mm. um yes it absolutely changed um and it's a great question So initially, yeah, I did have that idea of surrender just means giving up, like uh, it's like literally that, but um, that opinion had changed somewhat prior to the salon, but embodying it was really during the salon so much changed for me. And it was just like surrender takes all of your power, like it is the most powerful thing that you can do to say I relinquish control. I trust that there is a force greater than me that is allowing all of these things to happen, allowing these changes to happen. Like, can I loosen my grip? Um, It was just life-changing. And to feel that in my body and to see it then reflecting in my environment around me and my life starting to shift was just amazing. And I know that you have medical training. I know that you're not practicing as a doctor per se anymore, but more in, I could say, alternative health. But I think what I know of people who come from that place, there's so much about being in control, right? And so do you feel like there was even more for you to work through? Oh my gosh, yes. Like you hit the nail on the head with that. It's like to survive in medicine, you have to be in control all the time. And now I laugh looking back. I'm like, control is such a fallacy. Like it's just, it's hysterical. I'm like, how much is really in our control? Um, So there was so much more to work through. Um, So it was like the mental layer was the first piece. And then the physical layer finally started to kick in because so much was just stored in my body. So my body was just tight all the time from just all of the tension and the the holding on right for dear life in some semblance of looking for control. And uh, so surrender in my body, like to really be able to allow my body to start to relax and to start to open, as you say, um, was powerful, extremely powerful. And so sexually speaking to open and surrender, what, role did that play in your sexual unfoldment? And would you say that was a necessary step in the process to deeper pleasure and orgasms? Definitely, yes. Um, So sexuality was a place where I had held myself back for arguably most of my life, if not all of my life, um, and had never really been able to relax. So I'd been able to orgasm, but it would just be like a quick little hit, not really anything long or extended or anything like that. Um, And so 
realizing that I didn't have to rush to the end, like rush to the finish line, and I could actually relax and enjoy the process um, was sort of the beginning of understanding what surrender felt like in my body. And then to be able to release and then to just allow, again, those orgasms to come and to feel how different those are, the cervical orgasms, the G-spot orgasms, how different they are than just clitoral orgasms. And that there was so much more depth there um, was just beautiful. Like even in terms of emotional release, you know, how much is stored in the body. Um, I can't tell you the number of times that I would either cry or um, feel anger or just start laughing, like, <laughs> After a good full-on cervical orgasm, I'd be giggling hysterically. And I was like, whoa, okay. <laughs> so. And that's what I always tell people is be prepared for a storm or an avalanche or cataclysm of pent up emotion and that we don't have to know what it's about. Like you're like, what was I laughing hysterically at? Don't know. It doesn't really matter. All that matters or crying, you know, shrieking, crying, grieving, like all that matters is that that stuff is coming out and that we're allowing it to. And that would be the big precipice that most women, unless they're being educated in, in this, the way that I'm doing in my salons, don't realize that that's the precipice. That's the price of admission to these deeper ultra transformative places is being able to surrender and to let go. And most people, like you said, are holding on for dear life and in, in their life or in their reality or in the story that they want to tell themselves about who they are and what they do in the world. And it's only when we're willing to toss that out into the fire. And as you say, trust that there is some higher guidance or wisdom or direction for us that might help us find our way into something even better. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So how would you feel, say, after you've had that session, like a sex experience where you deeply released and had these outpouring of emotions, how would you feel afterward? And then how would that translate into your day-to-day -day life? So you have a session, how do you feel right away? And then when you go out of your house or your room or whatever, out into the world, what is that like? Sure. Um, I'm kind of laughing over here because it's just such a change from what it used to be. Um, so right afterwards, I feel excited. I feel energized. I feel motivated to, you know, use that energy to go and do something. So whether it's to be creative or it might be to go out for a walk or, um, you know, go out with friends or what have you, but there's some you know, outlet for that energy that actually comes up, which I didn't know existed prior. Um, so that's for sure. And then in terms of how I take that out into the world. So there is this radiance to me now, there's a magnetism to me that has just really shifted since the salon, like people are just drawn to me. Um, things happen so much easier. Like, and honestly, like in the past week alone, I live in New York City, there were four guys who were begging me to give me their phone number. Um, what would it take for me to take you out to dinner? You're just so stunningly gorgeous. Um, and it's the radiance. It's not just the physical um, exterior, you know, uh, which has just been mind blowing to me every now and then I have, still have to stop and be like, what? He's talking to me. <laughs> <laughs> so two things I heard you say there are one that 
like it's the yin yang. Like what I found in my deep explorations of surrender is that when I really go deeply into my yin, then I pendulum swing out into my yang. So I have these really deep surrender experiences in my sexual arena in bed. And then when I'd step out into the world, I was more confident, more dominant, but not in a, in a, like a fake way. It was just, I was just that person, you know, and had more clarity and direction in my life. And so it was like this wonderful integration of the yin and the yang. That's beautiful. Yeah, that's exactly it. And then that you're actually wearing this energy of what that's done for you, that that surrender, that rebirth translates into radiance and magnetism. And that these people, again, that's another quality of wearing this well-fucked energy is that people fall over themselves to get close to it because A, it's so rare and B, it's so compelling. Mm -hmm. So true. Yeah. The one guy, he was riding his motorbike and I have a thing for motorbikes and he, he let me cross the street. He was coming in the opposite direction. He turns around. So we're now on the same direction of the street, pulls his bike onto the curb and is literally begging. (laughs) (laughs) You are a goddess. What would it take for me to take you out to dinner? (laughs) Oh, so did you say yes to any of them out of curiosity? Um, well, I was tempted. Well, (laughs) Tempted to just like, I mean, I was flattered. No, I don't want to say tempted. I was flattered, but I'm actually seeing someone. So it was really interesting to see how much more this is happening since I've been seeing this guy. Hmm. So in terms of upping your well-fucked radiance or upping that energy and wearing even more of it. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's possible. (laughs) So what would you say to people in terms of how to surrender? Because this, I know like in the Well-Fucked Woman Salon, that's really the biggest theme of the salon. And that branches out into orgasms and feminine energy and different sex acts and harvesting energy. But the core theme in that salon is surrender. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes that can be this amorphous concept for people. Like, what does that even mean? Right? Like, how do I? So what would you say, how could you describe it more and how, how do you surrender, especially someone like you coming from a place of feeling like in hyper control mode, how do you do it? Yeah. Um, the first thing I would say is don't try, like, don't try so hard because if the harder you're trying to surrender, the right. more happen, the more you tighten up. Um, and, and so, yeah, it's, that's one. Um, the second is trusting yourself, trusting your body. Um, so even when those intense emotions start to come up, it's trusting that there is something on the other side of it and just allowing it to happen. So breathe, allow it to happen. And I can guarantee you when you start letting go of control in that way, and you allow your body to start relaxing, what's on the other side of it is so much more than anything you're holding on to. And that really is the price of admission for the deeper orgasms is that willingness to, because I think people will start to feel that intensity of emotion come upon them and then they back off. Mm -hmm. And I don't even know if they realize it might be a split second where they do it and they just feel panic and they back off versus as you're saying, opening into it, breathing into it and allowing it to come. Yeah. Yeah. And I think just also being kind to yourself, right? It, it's not necessarily going to happen the first time you sit in self-pleasure. Like it might take a while and that's okay. Like all of this has been ruling your life for years, decades. 
So to break that is not going to necessarily happen overnight. So kindness and compassion goes a long way. So how important would you say that surrender is in the process of becoming a well-fucked woman? It's everything. It's everything. <laughs> 100% it's everything. It's just the minute I'm just like, okay, let go of control and allow things to happen. It's just, they do. And so for me, like if I start falling into any of those old little control behaviors and they're small things now, but I'll notice it, it's creeping up. I'll just start laughing at myself. Like, really, you're going to do this better than the divine intelligence that's designed your entire world. Good luck with that. <laughs> <laughs> and I think you're right. It is like, I remember when I first started exploring this concept of surrender, I worked with that consciously as a daily moment to moment practice is checking myself when I found me going into that place of hyper control or worry or whatever, and practicing letting go. So I think there is something to that even around the little things, right? Because they're all reverberations of that energy. And all of those things add up. And then of course, doing it in bed and really practicing in bed is huge because whatever we do in bed shows up in life and magnifies everything that we do in our life. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And for me, I think there was another layer between, you know, being with myself in bed versus being with a partner after a very long time was just a whole nother level of, you know, safety and surrender and all of that. So that's my work right now. And it's beautiful. Anything you want to share about that? Sure. Um, learning to trust. I think just even trusting and feeling safe with a man was something I'd never really experienced. And so for me to openly own that and share that with him and be like, you know, can you be patient with me? And, you know, can we go at this really slowly? And seeing that I can trust and allowing myself to, again, just open and take my time. Like there's no rush. There's no end point. There's no destination in mind and just enjoying that present moment has allowed a really beautiful unfolding to start happening. And then what would you say about your career, like in terms of the waves of that energy transforming that part of your life as well? Oh my gosh, Kim. When I started the salon, I think that's when actually my business started to open up. So I do health coaching and it's sort of become like a catch-all phrase and it's kind of hard to describe what I actually do. But, um, you know, I work with people on their gut health, but it helped to open me up to other modalities. And so now I'm actually in a place where I'm just like channeling energy healing and things like that because the more I surrender, the more I open, the more I allow, the more my gifts are able to come through. And I'm able to help people move through their, their not just their gut health challenges, but their overall health challenges, life challenges in a whole different level. And so it's just, again, owning that, right? And allowing that to be a part of my sphere has been transformative. So not just in terms of lucrative income, but in terms of feeling like real purpose and deep satisfaction in what I do and knowing that what I do matters and having people just gravitate towards me. Like all of a sudden I'll be like, Hmm, you know, it would be nice to have another client. And they just like sort of drop out of the woodwork as crazy as that might sound. It's true. When I'm ready for them, they show up. Well, I like that expression and phrasing because that's usually what happens is people say that money fell into their lap or work fell into their lap. And I'm like, well, that's because it's your lap that attracted it. <laughs> so that's, 
<laughs> that's where it's at. So tell us more about that, that you're, you mentioned like it's lucrative or that these work opportunities, because, you know, we talk, I talk about the connection between sex, money, and creativity and your vocation is that when you are more fully inhabited in your sexual being and your sexual self, that will then change. It'll help to move things out of your life that you're not in alignment with, and then bring things in that you are more in alignment with. And that often shows up with people making career changes and an increase in financial abundance, because now they're starting to give. They've refined their giving of their gifts, right? So maybe like with you, you were in more of the standard allopathic medical profession and then started to feel that that wasn't fully in alignment and you shifted. So you're still in healing and wellness, but it has a much more holistic slant to it. So we might say that that's more of your truth in, in, you know, in expression. And now that's the, the universe, the universe is rewarding that to you by bringing you more abundance in every way. And that's exactly it, right? So as I started to really embody and own more of who I am, like including my sexuality, which was a huge denied piece of myself, um, I fell into more alignment with myself and my truth, as you say, which is absolutely true. So rather than playing it safe, I was more willing to start taking risks to finally say things that I hadn't said before, like talking about how true healing is possible instead of just, you know, like, I'm going to be vanilla like everyone else out there, like, no. True healing is absolutely possible. I don't care what your diagnosis is, like making statements like that, that were bold for me, but is absolutely my truth. And seeing people resonating with that, having them then come to me. So this year alone, in terms of income, I have already more than doubled my income from last year. And there are other shifts too. So the monetary piece was one. Um, starting my divorce proceedings have been happening, which I'd been putting off for the longest time. I'd been separated for years. So it was over, but I was not ready to cut the cord, ready to cut the cord. Sold our uh, home that we were living in, moved to an apartment in Manhattan. Um, and it's just all of these, and then started dating this year too. So it's been so much movement that's been happening really quickly. Um, and as you say, when the juices are flowing, like they're flowing. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, to see all of that flowing and, and coming to me in flow really has been amazing. Like there are times when I need to stop and look back and say, whoa, how far have you really come? I love that. Yeah. Well, the proof is in the pudding and that's what I think the beauty of that whole principle of energy and abundance and finances, you know, is that when we're in alignment with our truth and we're giving to the world, the world gives back to us. And the more we hone that, that the world gives back even more. Right? And then we just feel so much more integrated, whole, happy, because we're doing what we're meant to do. We're fulfilling our purpose in life. Mm -hmm. That's exactly it. And like you said, you know, the more I started to step into my truth, the more I was authentic, the more it just, it wasn't even so much about the money. It was just an ex energy exchange that felt right. Mm -hmm. And it just happens like, you know, um, yeah, 
Absolutely. And that's part of the universe has your back too, right? Like you mentioned that earlier and the idea that the universe is on our side, because I think a key point in this idea of holding on to control versus releasing that in trust and surrender is believing that it's safe. Like it's okay to trust and surrender to the universe as well, right? That the universe will support you. But I think that there's a, there's a caveat there is that the universe is like, yeah, I'll support you in your truth, <laughs> but, but I won't support you in your untruth. And so it might, might seem to people that the universe at times could be cold or uncaring, but I think the universe is just giving us feedback all the time. And when we're out of alignment, we get very strong feedback sometimes, right? Like for me, my body will go out of alignment, right? Like, and then other things can happen in my life too, but I feel like that's just feedback. And then the opposite feedback happens when we're pursuing things that we are meant to be doing, and that might involve courage and risk, but we can get that from our vaginas because that's where once, you know, we say that the one of the key hallmarks of becoming a well-fucked woman, i.e. inhabiting our sexual energy, is that we start to not give a fuck what other people think of us. We're not, that isn't the way that we navigate in the world. We navigate from our internal compass. And a lot of that springs from our vaginas and being in touch and inhabiting our sexual energy. And then it becomes something that is just unstoppable, but also we don't think about it. We are now, like you say, taking a stand, making statements you wouldn't have said before, but you're not trying to, I'm going to make a controversial statement. You just say them because they're coming out of you. Like your truth becomes this unstoppable force. And so do we. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's true that whole not giving a fuck thing, like, you know, even in terms of, you know, changing the way I dressed or, you know, those kind of things like, like, who gives a shit what other people think? Like, this is who I am. And it feels great. Like to finally be who I really am just feels beyond amazing. It feels natural. And that just makes everything else easier. Is there anything else that you'd like to add that we haven't covered or a way that you could summarize the whole process of surrender and then what that ultimately leads to in your life? Mm, I love that. Um, I do want to just quickly mention just in terms of my physical healing. So I was diagnosed with chronic illness 25 years ago, and I've been on a journey to heal my physical body as well. And all of this work, opening more to pleasure, allowing pleasure into my life has helped me shift that as well to the point that I'm now taking myself off of medications and again, just advocating for my own body, which has felt incredibly empowering. So all of these pieces to say, the more that you're in alignment, the more that you check in with what's really true for you and stand for that, the safer you feel in your own body, the safer you feel in your own life. And that's then the power of surrender. And then trust is easy because when you have safety, then it's easy to trust. And so I would say even just start with baby steps, like start really small and show yourself that, you know, you can trust. And the more you do, the easier it becomes and the more you can open and the more you can allow. Um, and, and then that's where the magic starts to happen. And it happens internally first, and then you see it reflected externally. So if it takes a while, it's okay. 
And I, what I also hear there is this concept of trusting ourselves and expressing our truth and that there's a surrender inherent in that, that if we are, I always like to use the phrase loyal to our truth, right? Mm -hmm. Like if we know it and we stand by it again, I think that's when the universe stands by us, but it might seem like a risk and might seem scary, especially if we're going against the grain in different places. And yet I think the overarching, even more powerful force is that loyalty to the truth and then trusting that the universe will support that. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Exactly that. Yeah. And it can be scary and I get it. I mean, I have faced certain things, you know, with my truth that did not resonate that I needed to end my marriage of 16 years and didn't really have much of a safety net. I mean, that was scary, but it wasn't my truth anymore. And so at some point, it's, was I, was I going to let my soul die or am I going to finally live for me and for my truth? And I made a choice to go against, you know, culture, against tradition, against all of that and to stand for my truth. And it's not easy. And I lost some people in the process, but I wouldn't have it any other way because my life is fucking beautiful. <laughs> I love it. This is fantastic. Well, that's a great note to end on. Thank you so much, Sylvie. And I'm so happy for you and your progress because it sounds amazing. I love everything that's been unfolding for you. Thank you so much, Kim, for having me and for doing the great work that you do. It's helped me to transform my life and I'm incredibly grateful. All of the things we talked about with Selvi are what I teach in the Well-Fucked Woman Salon. Everything from activating your feminine power and magnetism to how to have the deeper vaginal orgasms, cervical and G-spot, how to channel your sexual energy into creative power and funneling that into everything you do, which not only makes you more attractive and magnetic, but brings you more abundance. So we also go into how to use BDSM play consciously to explore control and surrender and a whole bunch of other techniques to really activate your sexual energy and your feminine power in your body and in your entire life. All of that is covered in the Well-Fucked Woman Salon. And the salon begins today. You can sign up at my website, kimanami.com. Look for sexual savant salons and then click on how to be a well-fucked woman. See you inside. Thank you so much for listening. If you haven't already, subscribe and also leave a review and send someone else the gift of a healthy libido and an off the charts love life by sharing this episode with them. We'll be back next week. And in the meantime, many happy orgasms.